For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poimen Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. God this morning and bless his name. Welcome him into your heart and ask him to speak to you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Invite the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the word, to teach you this morning, to fill you with wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Lord, I get him. Get wisdom, get understanding. Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Be seated. It's a blessing to be back. Yeah. All right. I have an announcement for you. You like announcements? Yeah. <laughs> announcements can be good or bad. <laughs> Are you ready to celebrate Christmas? <laughs> Some people are not ready to celebrate Christmas. So those of you who are not ready to celebrate Christmas, yeah, we, are, we are going to put you in a place so that you don't celebrate Christmas. <coughs> well, um, I think last week, um, Tuesday, I believe, I got a call that our sister, Ada, had lost the brother, twin brother, actually. He, where's Ada? Please stand. All of you know her. One of the most faithful little girls in the church. Very committed. Very respectful person. And she lost her twin brother. Called Prince. She is princess and the brother is called Prince. I mean, he's, he came here, gave his life to Christ you know, and um, he was going through things, but we're believing God to be with him and to help him, but unfortunately, somebody took his life, you see, so on Tuesday morning, they were informed that his body had been found, you see, very painful, and so that is what it is, so as you see here, Wednesday, I hear she was in church, I was even surprised, 
and Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's not simple, eh? Because it's her twin brother. And twins is not easy. But look, God will keep you. Ada, God is with you. And don't be afraid of anything. I think that the barrier will be this week. We will let you know what we will do about it so that you can also support her and stand by her. All right. So it happens. I hear he was in church, I think, uh, Swollen Sunday. Yeah. The last time he came to church was Swollen Sunday. He, he, he's working at Gunju, so he's always there. And it happened at the Gunju. Is it beach or sea? The sea, by the sea. Sea. They found the body by the sea. But as well, God is with you, sister. And we are also with you in prayer. And don't be afraid. Do you understand? Don't be scared. Be strong in the Lord. May the Lord comfort all of you, your family and everybody. You are blessed. Please be seated. All right. I'm going to preach the word of God. Are you sad? I know you are not sad. You people, you are behaving like you are sad. Oh, look at your faces. We know you. Uh, all right. So when you see her, just comfort her. She's a strong person, I tell you. Not many people can handle sad things. Some of you, something like that happened to you. We will see you for one month. Yeah. We will see you. All right. This morning, what is God telling us? I, I don't know what God wants to say, but I believe God always speaks. So, he's speaking to us. I was in Dakar on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I had a convention with them. Can you hear me? I don't know whether uh, my voice has changed all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't have cold. Do I have cold? I don't have cold. I sound like I have cold. I was in Dakar. What is that? A. <laughs> I went to have a convention with them. I went to have a convention with them. Now I'm too loud. And it was a blessing. It was, it was a blessing. I was blessed. I was blessed. And I know the church is also blessed. And you have to know that we are one family. Poiman Church is one family. One father. And we do the same things together. You see, one day, when I'm going for programs, many of you should be traveling with me and going. At your own cost. I'm not carrying you with, with, with your expenses. Yeah. yeah. Travel. Go out somewhere. Yeah. And experience nice things. When you go, you go and shop, eat, enjoy. I mean, one week retreat, personal retreat. Do you understand? Yeah. Hallelujah. But we are blessed. Do work on the sound. I don't know what you, you have done. That's beautiful. This morning, I want to share on, I'm still sharing on seeing and hearing. And uh, I'm going to share on seeing on hearing, guaranteeing you a great change. Amen. <clears throat> 
seeing and hearing engineers a great change or guarantees a great change. There's a song. There's a great change since uh-huh. Since I met God, great change. Since I met God, there's a great change. Since I met yeah, great change. I do them no more. Oh yes. I go there no more. Oh yes. The friends I used to have, I, I have them no more. There's been a great change since I met God. Great change. Oh, great change. Since I met God. Great change. Since experience great change since you met God there is a problem because there must be a change no man encounters God and remains the same but some of you when you are sometimes you have to be very honest with yourself some of you you are not growing the only growth is that you have become tall. Your stomach is becoming big. Your buttocks and your hips are coming. The sister is shocked that I'm saying these things. Yeah. You look in the mirror, you look at the size of your breast. You, you think that, yeah, you are growing. Yeah. Your head has become big. Yeah, the men, you look at your biceps every day. When you, when you see the girls and you are doing things, I mean, hey. <laughs> you are shaking things. Hey. <laughs> That's not change. Be also concerned about spiritual change. Emotional change. How you have grown. Some of you, you are very sensitive. Small thing, then you are sad. Up to now, small things make you sad. Eh? Eh? Life, eh? Hmm. It's very complex, though. But there is a giver of life who is called God. And his son, Jesus, who has been given to us to help us. And they give direction. He gives direction through his word. And many of the things that we have to learn, know, and become processes us into real people who have changed. Not people who are just Christians. You know, many people call themselves Christians and it means nothing. It means nothing. Many people find themselves 
affiliated to churches and they call themselves Christians, but they are not really changed. They have the friends, Femino, look inside. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Those of you who have problems paying attention, you shouldn't sit by the windows. So come move. Come and sit in the middle somewhere so that you will not be tempted to look outside. Yeah. That's how life is. Yeah. When you hear a car or you are looking, I don't know that you're a policeman or yeah. Wonderful. Beautiful. Yes. Sit down and be happy. Now you are happy. Yeah. You, you should be happy. Yes. A great change. Since he moved from the window. <laughs> yeah. You see, you need to give witness to yourself about your progress. You need to be able to assess yourself and see whether you are growing, you are advancing. If you are unable to do that, it is also a problem. And that is why sometimes some people can be there and nothing has changed, but they don't care. They don't care. But things should change. Because you see, ask yourself, if you remain this way for the next 10 years, will you be happy? Even the world's richest people, billionaires, they are still working. They are, they are always adding something to what they have. Not money, but value. You see, they are always moving. They are always doing something. That's life. Activity generates change and progress. But sometimes when you don't engage in the right things, you don't advance. You can be busy for nothing. There are people called busybodies. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen houseflies? When they come about around, they, you hear the buzzing. Noise. They don't last. Yeah. They don't live long. They don't live long. Let's read the Bible so that you see that. We have not read the Bible this morning. Acts chapter 9. And let's look at, let's read from verse 1. This is my foundational scripture for this teaching. It's about Saul, who became known as Paul. Now, this young man was a Jew. And he was part of the Sahindu, the council. And they hated Christians. When you read from Acts chapter 2, to the time from uh, to chapter 8, 9, you will see how they persecuted and tormented the apostles, put them in prison, st- told them not to preach in the name of God and in the name of Jesus. I mean, did all kinds of things. So Saul also rose up, and now he was now going for letters from all the provinces so that anybody who preaches Christ will be beaten, imprisoned, and even killed. And in Acts chapter 7, they had killed the first person, Stephen, who was one of them. They stoned him to death, and Saul was in front. The Bible says that all the young men who beat up Stephen, they they removed their clothes, and they put it in front of one called Saul. 
supervisor. Yeah. So that was his goal. And Acts chapter 9 verse 1, the Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, verse 2, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues. Now, they had scattered the, uh, the Christians from Jerusalem and from Judea, and they had moved to Damascus, Syria. And when he heard that they had gone there, he wanted approval to also go and follow them. Yeah. That if he found any of this way, you see, the Christians were called the people of this way. Yeah. Whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. He wanted to arrest all of them and bring them to Jerusalem prisons. Verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? He knew. He knew. You know, sometimes people who are stubborn and don't believe it, the day God speaks, he doesn't have to announce himself. They will know it. You see, that is why you need to believe to, that in your lifetime you hear God speak to you. And God, He speaks to all of us. He speaks to all of us. Some of you, God has said things that I haven't said. And when I say the same things, your stubbornness, you have rejected God. So when I say the same things, you add your rejection to it. You, you add me to your list of rejected men. Yeah. Because God speaks to all of There's nobody here God has not spoken to you before. I'm telling you. Yeah. In dreams. In just. It's like sometimes in quiet moments. You can hear things. Sometimes you're going to do something. Then you hear a voice. That is telling you clearly. Don't do this. Oftentimes that voice that tells you. Don't do what is wrong. It's the voice of God yeah, it's the voice of your God. God, your father. But many of you have, you have grown to silence the voice of reason in your life. The voice of counsel. Yeah. That's why when you hear a man saying the same things, you frown and you become angry. Yeah, people are very angry when you tell them not to do what they want to do. Even though they call themselves Christians. He says... Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, yeah, I am Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. You are doing something. You see, have you seen pricks, thorns that you want, when you see, you want to kick? You are injuring yourself. So what you are doing is a very difficult thing. You don't know. You think that you, you have found a good job. It is hard. For you to kick against the bricks. And he saw trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Verse 7. And the men 
which journeyed with him stood speechless. Hearing what? A voice. But seeing no man. So what Saul was encountering, all the voices he was hearing, there were other people with him who heard it. Saul didn't see any human being. He only saw the light and the voice. But these people also heard the same voices that Saul was hearing. Verse 8. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He had become blind. And they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight. And neither did eat nor drink. Okay, full stop. So, look at what happened to this guy. He was with people when he was going to persecute the Christians. And the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him. And all the people who were with him heard the exact words that he saw heard. That changed him. That converted him. And the people who heard it, they even led him to the place the voice said he should go to. And when they got there, it's like, it is you they spoke to. It's not us. <laughs> yeah. You see, one of the mistakes many of us make is we feel and assume that preaching is for somebody. As for me, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm okay. So, normally, you see that when you hear instructions of correction and things, you, you tend to remove yourself from it. Or, you are so committed to doing what you think you want to do, regardless of what anybody will say, you won't change your mind. When you sit in a church, the preaching, some people hear the preaching and they change. Others hear the same preaching and they are like the friends of Saul. Nothing happens to them. And you see, these, people, these friends who are in Saul's life, we don't know their names. They disappeared. And Saul made new friends, built new relationships, and started a new life altogether. And all these people were never saved. You know, when you take away the ability to hear, you are taking away the ability to be led. And the only thing that makes us children of God is the ability to be led. Jesus said, for as many as are led by the Spirit, which is the word of God, they are the sons. So when you sit in the church and you are never led, when we preach, you don't, it doesn't mean anything to you. When you hear God's word, you have heard something. If there is a change you have to make, you don't. If there is a step you have to take, you don't take it. If there's a decision you have to take, you don't take it. Because you see, what preaching does is that it informs us and gives us strength to take decisions, to make changes, to, to correct things in our lives. Because it is you that some of the problems in our lives, you have to change them. Can you imagine the kind of friends that you have? Is it me who should come to your house and tell you and tell your friends, you know this girl, today, from today, she's not your friend. Don't come to her again. No. 
You will not hear God tell you that or come to do that. Suck your friends. You have to. When I gave my life to Christ, I stopped going to my friends. I changed. Where they go, I stopped going. I found church and I continued and committed myself to going to church every time. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of change are you initiating for yourself? How? Some of you just assume that, oh, okay, I'm a Christian. I mean, I'm in the choir. Uh, I'm this, I'm, do, I'm doing this. What you do in the church doesn't make you a Christian. Oh, yes. You can be a pastor if you are not a Christian. It's a position. Yeah. Yeah. You can sing nicely. You're not a Christian. You're not a child of God. Don't deceive yourself. We are happy when you come and you want to do something. It's a blessing. But that thing that you are doing is not, you see, they are works and your works don't qualify you. It is, it, is, it is your heart, your ability to obey and to change. Now, when you have changed, do you see that now, when you find yourself doing something, it, it flows. It's genuine. Yeah. It's genuine. Anybody who sits in the church must ask questions. Have I changed how I was last year, beginning of the year, January. We are in December. Have I changed the way I used to be? The way I used to disrespect? The way I talk to people? The way I lie? The way I scheme? Hmm? The way I'm proud? Today, what is it? You see, companies, they do assessments. When you are working with a company, they do something called appraisal. Do you understand? They put you through the radar. They check a lot of things about you. It is to help you. If they come up with things that slow your progress, they bring up things that are corrective enough to help you because they want to get the best out of you. Because you see, what it is is that many employees, when you leave them, they will not do it. They will... So somebody's work is to make sure that you, you have an appraisal done. Yeah. Yeah. And it is not to, to, to put you down. Of course, if, if the appraisal comes up and there are things you have to change and you don't change, the next time it, it's coming up, brother, be ready. Either if there's a promotion that is due, you won't get it. Or they will lay you off. Or something. Because you are not improving. You see, do you think that as children of God, we should just be comfortable walking in and out? Ten years you have been a Christian. Eh? Fifteen years you have been a Christian. You can stand up and say, I've been in this church for a long time. This is my church. But you see, the, some of the people who say this is my church, you see, they are very pitiful. They, 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 they make no contribution apart from certain. And when they are absent, there is nothing that you feel. Yeah, you don't notice. There are many people who don't come to church. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because there is, there is no desire to grow. There's no desire to grow. When you have a desire to grow, one of the many things that you will naturally do without anybody telling you is to, to, make, to, to take decisions and effect changes in your life consistently. You see, if, let's say, even in the natural, you are in school, you are doing, you are studying, and where you live, all your friends don't go to school, they don't like school. Look, if you are wise, you realize that these people, if I follow them, I will not do well. So you see, a wise person would choose not to associate, because you, you are going to write exams. There are people that don't have exams to write. They have been sitting down and playing and chatting from morning till evening. And when you close, you go and join them. Eh? And they will sleep late and wake up late. And you have to sleep, uh, 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 wake up early and go to school and write exams. They don't have any exams to write. They have nothing to prove. You can't associate yourself with them and get a certain result. So there are some things without anybody informing you, you have to be observant. You have to look at it and effect change. But sometimes there are also things that are on the blind side. That's why you need the word of God as a counsel. There is a way that seems right. And sometimes if you keep coming to church and we don't point out some of the things that slow you down, that make you unprogressive, that makes you not walk into your blessing because how can you be here? And you have been in the church for 10 years. There's nothing to show. You see, if you are working anywhere and you have worked for 10 years and you have nothing, I'm telling you that nobody will tell that you should leave that place. You pack and go. Yeah. Me, I don't preside. I don't, I'm not a pastor of our people. I'm not interested in you coming to church alone. I am interested in you growing. You see, and sometimes there are some people when when you are when you are leading them to the word of God and you are leading them to get closer to God, they only feel that you are interested in uh, coming to church. Come, you see, and because they don't understand it, that's why they, when you don't grow, you would think that even the church is like there's no power. I mean, I've been around and not see anything. No, you see, you see, that's why some people the school that you went to, some people went to the school and they were not serious. There are some schools here. Eh? If you see the way the teachers teach, I'm telling you, you won't have hope for their children. But there are some children who have passed through such teachers and such systems. And they have done well than some schools that are very expensive. There are some children who go to very expensive schools and, and they are worse off. Yeah, they have nothing to show. It is your personal attitude, though. Christianity is a personal relationship with God. And that's why many of us fail. Because you think that it is being in a church. And the things that the church do. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. No. You lack understanding. It is a personal relationship. And the more you get closer to the Lord, you now even love the church more. For Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Why? Because he gave himself to the Father who sent him. How do we guarantee our, uh, what do we call it? Great change. Number one.
faith, through faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Have you seen it? Beautiful. So you see the word hearing. So then, faith cometh by hearing, seeing and hearing. And hearing by the word of God. What happened to Saul? He heard a voice. But when he heard that voice, other people also heard it. Why was he different? Is it that as he was with other people, because God chose him as the leader and spoke to him, it's like all the other people are not supposed to hear or to be part Sometimes when some people read the Bible, there are some things they think that is for pastors. It's pastors who must be preaching. It's pastors who must be teaching people. It is pastors who must be uh, praying for people. It is pastors who must be visiting people. It is pastors who must be doing what? Witnessing. Winning souls. Is that not how many of us think? Yeah. But who is a pastor? A pastor is a servant of God. And you, who are you? Who are you? As for me, I'm not a pastor. So I don't do what a pastor does. It's pastors who must be fasting. So some of you, when they say fasting, say, ah. Don't forget that. When demons are tormenting people, they don't say it is only pastors we like. When demons are going to work, they don't say, as for us, we like only pastors. No. As for demons, even babies who are born, eh, even when they are in the belly, they want to come for them. Yeah. And so, what God teaches us to do, we must teach you to do. So that I'm not the only person who is strong spiritually, you are also strong. You see, how many times, how many times do you think you will have a problem for me to pray for you? Bible says men always ought to pray. It didn't say pastors always ought to pray. Men and women always ought to pray. You have to develop a habit of Consistent prayer yourself. Yeah. The things that Christ did, he taught the disciples and he said, teach them also. You see, so it's like, it's like, it's a relay. It's when you are, when you, when you are young and you see your mother cooking, you think that cooking is for mothers. What you don't know is that one day you will come and realize that Cooking is for you. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Yeah. It's for you. I remember when I was growing up, 
my father is like he, he would teach us how to polish the floor. Clean the floor, wipe the floor. Hey! How to clean the hall, clean cobwebs, how to iron and iron straight. Soldier man, when he when he when he shows us how to uh, you shouldn't iron your trousers and you have two lines. It's one line. Yeah, how to iron your shirt. How to clean your shoes. You see, it's like when you are a child, it's like as if they are worrying you. You know, when they are teaching, you are not. As for you, if you are a child, the only thing you want is to have fun. You come and sit in front of the TV, then you put it on. Yeah, yeah. Whether the place is dirty or not, you, you don't care. You want to go and just open the fridge and take something to drink. How it got there, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, see, when you try to ignore responsibility at a young age, it means that you don't understand the essence of life. That's why parents force us, rebuke us, correct us, and put pressure on us to do things that, they, hey, mommy, you are supposed to do it. Mommy is supposed to do it. Yes. But your blessing is for you to learn how to also do it. It's you, you have to be, you have to be witnessing to people. You have to be praying for us. You have to be uh, uh, visiting us. Yeah, yeah. You have to. I mean, the, when it's my birthday, people don't call me and pray for me. Yeah, because I'm a pastor, so I don't need prayers. <laughs> the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I covet your prayers. Do you understand? I need you to pray for me. You see, and the reason why many of you don't have that habit is because you haven't developed prayer as part of your life. Because when you learn how to pray on your own, you'll be surprised to learn that you can pray for everybody. And you should. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Yeah. The things you hear, they change you. Sometimes, you see, you see when you have somebody who listens and applies what they hear, you see that there's always a difference between them. And people who just hear and walk away. That's why in Africa, one of the one of the difficulties about our form of education is they just teach us theory. You see, people who are being taught computer, they have they don't have a computer in their school. Their school doesn't have electricity. <laughs> You see, you see people are in engineering school. They are learning how to uh, 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 build roads, civil engineering. They are learning how to build roads. There's nothing. So sometimes when they finish, that's why when we have money, we bring foreigners to come and design and build our roads. And our students are employed. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. You can't see, uh, 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 like, 
you see a road that is being built in your in our country then it is a local engineer who has designed designed the road when you give them designs to do they will build roads without gutters and drainage so you see that when they build a road within one rainfall then the side of the road becomes eroded erosion has taken place engineering practicals Yeah. When doctors are trained, they train them in the hospital. They don't train them in classroom. When nurses are trained, they train them on the ward. Yeah. Mm. When engineers are trained, they don't train them practical. You sit in a classroom, computer scientists. Many of us, I'm doing IT. I'm doing IT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you need faith. It is an agent of change. What you hear changes you. So then faith comes by hearing. You know, when Saul heard the voice of God, it changed him. Yeah. It changed him. You ought to you have to be careful of is that the power that God gives for us to change is already made available. It is for you to tap into it. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing mystical. What has to make you great has been given to you. I'm telling you. Yeah. You see, recently I read something about Nigerian students in U.S. Canada is trying to bring Nigerians to Canada to their universities. Do you know why? Because Nigerians like to study. It is said that of all the African countries and immigrants in America, Nigerians are the most educated yeah, and they are intelligent. They, hey, they are very intelligent. They read a lot. They study a lot. You know? Yeah, you can't take it away from them. But you see, the unfortunate thing is that we focus on those who do crime. Well, you see, when, 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 when you see people who are intelligent, you can also pe- see people who use their intelligence to do bad things. And, and that's what we are projecting. But the reality is that in America, they've realized that the Nigerians who are there, they have, many of them have double masters. Yeah. And they are working in high level places. They are lawyers, doctors. They are more, I'm telling you, they are far more serious than even the black Americans. So Canada is poaching them. Poaching them. Some of you, when, you, when they give you a book, you know, look. One of the, one of the, listen, one of the centers of photocopies in the world is Nigeria. They photocopy people's books. Yeah. When, when 
when Bishop started publishing his books, he had not gone to Nigeria, but there were people in Nigeria who had printed the books and they were selling it. <laughs> so, so listen, I'm telling you something. So, what happens is that you see that in, in many Nigerians who are believers, eh, they have great faith. My younger s- sister and their husband, they are in a Nigerian church. And they told me that many churches in America are dying, but the Nigerian churches are growing. Yeah. Yeah. Many people have stopped going to church. Black Americans, other nationals, they've stopped with, but Nigerians, no way. Yeah. 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 They believe. And when they hear what is said, they apply it. That's why when you see them, they are are prosperous. Yeah. It's it's, it's a spiritual. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. There 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 are people we can learn from. When you take the Bible, it's not only Jews. If you follow Jews, you won't, there are some things you won't understand. There are some people who have come to believe in God. Many of the biggest, I think six of the biggest churches in the world are in Nigeria. Oh, yes. Yeah, large churches. There's a church uh, that sits 100,000 in the morning. Auditorium, 100,000. Look at Gambia. There is no church on Sunday that is thousand, thousand members. So, so you see, sometimes it doesn't. When when we want to grow, that you don't have a vision or a mind of something that is large for you to desire to be part of it. Yeah, but that's how God is. God leads us to grow. Ask yourself, some of you as you are here, as you are sitting here, you are a vessel that God can use. You are a vessel that God can use. But you are there. You have sat in the church as if you have had nothing. You have not grown. You ask yourself, who are you? Are you a child of God or you are something? Hmm. You have had preaching. That preaching that you've heard, somebody has heard the same thing and the person's life has changed. You are hearing the same thing. You are sitting on your bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Some of our African leaders, they go to universities that are in Europe and America and they learn with Many other enlightened people in developed countries, when they come back, it's as if they didn't go to school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's as if they didn't go to school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a problem. Yeah. So you see, you see, when you you, when you look at it, eh, do you know African leaders are do you know President Mugabe? He was one of the most educated people. One of the things he did for his country was to make sure that Zimbabwe is very educated. But even in part of the education, you see, the country has not developed because of a certain 
mindset. Yeah. Yeah. They said the white people have made money out of them. So they took their farms and gave it to uh, locals and they destroyed it. Meanwhile, Zimbabwe, if you learn the history of Zimbabwe, it was one of the most beautiful, richest, prosperous countries. Yeah. It was called Rhodesia. Today, they can give you one trillion dollars, one note. Yeah. You use it to buy uh, one tapalapa. <laughs> yeah. It's like the thing that people have had and changed. Some people have had the same thing. Nothing has happened. So the inability to change is not, it's not that you lack what you need. Oh. You don't apply what you hear. You don't believe it. It's when you see people who are struggling to live in sin, uh, 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 to live right. You, 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 you can't overcome uh, sinful nature. You can't overcome being stubborn. You can't overcome being disrespectful. You can't overcome being unreliable, unfaithful. There is nothing you haven't heard, but it is your nature not to respond. It's your nature. So then faith cometh by hearing. What have you not heard? It is only through faith that we receive change. You want to change? Charlie, believe. Believe. I am, a, I am changed. I know I'm changed. Because <laughs> what I am doing is not what I set out to do. What I, I am now is by the grace of God. It's, an, it's the effect of a change. That are allowed God. You may not know what God wants you to use, or God wants to use you to do, except you submit to Him. Some of you it's difficult. It's difficult. It's very difficult. You hear Christians say, Pastor, hmm, it's difficult to pray. When I anytime I want to pray, when I get up, then I sleep. One day somebody was telling me that. I said, okay. Have you ever taken your phone that you are sending messages and you are chatting with friends and then you sleep? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. You have slept eight hours. You wake up in the morning. One hour. You can, two hours, you can be on your phone responding to messages and, and checking things. But that same one hour, if you have to pray, you say you are, you are sleeping. It's not a demon. No. You are the demon. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you heard people say, hey, when I open the book to study, then I sleep. So, when you watch a movie, do you sleep? No. So it is like when you look at yourself and you realize that there are things that restrict you from achieving your goals. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Is there a desire? 
You say you want to marry, you want to, you want to, you want to have something at a certain age, and you, ha- you, you, you are at that age, you have passed that age, and what you wanted has not happened. Ask yourself, what should I do to change things? Many of you don't motivate yourselves. So when somebody is motivating you, it is a problem. The Bible is the greatest motivator of humankind because we are fallen beings and the things that we naturally expose ourselves to, they don't advance us. They bring us back. You see, when your whole life is oriented towards uh, material things, I want this, there's some emptiness in it. You see, there is something about the human being. There's a value that generates, that comes out of us, that makes us far greater than even what you have. Ma, ma, eh, when you are measured by what you have, then the people who are measuring you, they don't know you. I remember some time ago, some people said that Bishop Oyedepo is one of the richest pastors. Then they quoted his amount of money he has and whatever. Then he said they have made a mistake. What they quoted is small. He said they forgot to add the children that he has and what the children have. It's like, yeah, you see, he, he was, he was t- saying something that some people will not understand. That the value of who he is is the quality of people around him. Yeah. Yeah. The value of who you are is the quality of people in your life. Yeah. You see, that's why rich people move with rich people. Some of you, when you go and see a rich man, all you want is money. I want school fees. I want rent. I want this. Do you think when the rich man has a friend, the friend will come and ask for uh, school fees and rent? No. What they are doing that is giving them money. Yeah, ideas, exchanging things. That's how we relate. Yeah. We reduce ourselves to beggars. Because that's how our leaders have, to, when they travel, you see them travel. And they go with entourage. And then when they are giving speeches, you, the only thing we hear, uh, we have come to our donor partners. And we know that you are very interested in our development. And we are lacking roads. We are lacking hospitals. We are calling on you to come and invest. What investment? Meanwhile, the person who is going to ask for money, he is sitting in a first class in a plane. Some of them even chatter and pay. One, one, one president traveled for one week and he paid $200,000. Yeah. Yeah. $200,000. Yeah. German Chancellor, uh, 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 the lady, what's her name? Angela Merkel. She rides bicycle. She lives, she goes to her sh- the shop herself, grocery shop. She goes and shop herself. One uh, uh, security man behind her. She walks around. She sits in the train. Germany, they make Mercedes. They make BMW. Huh? They make cars. Expensive cars. That we like to buy. When they are moving... One car, one moto, that's all. Africa. When our presidents are passing, you will see armor tanks, soldiers sitting on the pickup. (laughs) Yesterday, listen. 
Yesterday when I was coming from Dakar, when we got to one of the toll booths, they stopped us. Traffic. What was the problem? The president was coming to pass. He's traveling. Hey, so they stopped us. And for about 20 minutes. And then he came. I said, that's right. (laughs) Hey, it's like, if if he's going, you cannot be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw, for the first time in my life, I saw a land cruiser stretch limousine. I've never seen some before. Yeah, that's the official car of the president. Land cruisers. Yeah. Africa, they chop the presidency. Hey! That's why, you see, when they come, they don't want to go. Not because they have developed, though. The countries, but they, they've developed themselves. Yeah. That, that spirit of selfishness, eh, it, returns. it is one reason why the church doesn't grow. Many people are selfish. You see, when you have people who th- only think about themselves, I'm telling you, you can never have progress. One of the reasons why some families are rich is because the, the, the leaders, there are some people, eh, when they start businesses, they make sure that they grow the businesses and let the family understand that it is our business. Everybody must work and be part of it. So they leave a, 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 a legacy of children who grow up and work to earn what they have. Yeah. Not people who are there, then you are there, then it's your baby. They come and give you a car and then they decorate the car and then they give you expensive things. Then they put it on Facebook. Hey! Rural, rural people. Man. That's not life, man. That's not life. Oh, yes. Ah. My time is up. Number two. Number two. Embracing the gospel brings change. What does it mean to embrace the gospel? You see, the Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what faith does is, it stirs you up. So, you see that, let me explain this before I go to the next point very well and separate it well. You see, many people came to Jesus and received healing and they were not believers or born again or what, nothing. They just had a problem and they knew that this man can help us. That's faith. You, you see? So what they believe in, it, it, it made them make the move to come. And many times when they receive the healing, Jesus will say, your faith has made you whole. It's like what you believe has brought you a change. You see, faith, the, the, the power of faith is, it is not limited to a religion. Faith transcends religion. Faith is a walk with God. It has nothing to do with religion. Yeah. That's why there are some people who don't come to church. They have faith. When they, have, when they need something, they don't ask. They have to work to get it. 
there's, it's an, it drives you to have a certain ambition. But you see, it is now also putting your mind to a certain kind of faith, which is the God kind of faith. Which comes by hearing the word of God. Because there are many things that you can hear and you'll be motivated. But when you start hearing what God says, it changes your perspectives in life. Yeah, It has a certain value. Because godliness with contentment is great game. When you are not controlled, sometimes you can have a lot of things, but you are not controlled. You are too greedy. Yeah, you are too greedy. And that's also an evil spirit. So once you come under the control of the word of God, you see that the blessing of God, it maketh rich. It addeth no sorrow. That's why those who don't have God, they have a lot of things, but they are not happy. Yeah. Yeah. They are not happy. You see beautiful girls who have husbands who have money, but I'm telling you, they are depressed. And they hide their depression by dressing, parties, uh, chilling, traveling, shopping, social media posts, all kinds of foolish things. Hmm? Number two is the gospel. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Embracing the gospel brings change. So I've spoken about faith. I'm talking about the gospel and I'll, I'll explain something to you. He says, let's start from verse 3 or something. But if our gospel be hate, it is hate to them that are lost. Do you know what the gospel is? Do you know what the gospel is? Christians, do you know what the gospel is? The gospel is not riches. The gospel is not about marriage. Having a good husband. Having a good wife. Faith generates these things. Abraham was a father of faith. There was nothing like forgiveness of sins. Washing away of your sins. The promise was greatness. Faith brings you into greatness. But the gospel is different. But if our gospel be hate, it is hate to them that are lost. Who are those who are lost? In whom the God of this world. Who is this God? Satan. You see the word God, small letter. He's, he's, the, he's the God of this world. Because Adam, Adam, Adam turned away every authority God had given him and yielded it to Satan. He says... He had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light, the light, there is a light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. Hallelujah. What is the gospel, brother? Hmm? Hmm. All right. When we talk about the gospel, what are we talking about? You've heard the word several times. Is that also? Yes. I'm going to show you some scriptures so that you understand what the gospel is. Some people are in the church. 
but they don't like the gospel. All right. So, beautiful. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Romans 5, 12. It says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed on all men. That's why people die. And we are sad. For that, all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. It's like those people who didn't, who walked not in sin, like Moses and these prophets, they also suffered and died after what Adam did. Verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if, though, if through the offense of one man may be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. So, you see, the gospel is simply the Son of God coming for the sins of the world. So that if we die, we don't die in our sins. For whosoever love, uh, for God so loved as that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's a difference between the gospel and the element of faith. You see, the gospel, in the gospel there's also faith that is generated the God kind of God. But what you, we, I want all of us to understand this morning, very simple, is that when you are a Christian, you walk in faith and you also embrace the gospel which is the fact that we are sinners and if we don't accept Christ. Listen, we don't accept Christ and confess him as our Lord and our Savior. We die in our sins and we gain nothing. What shall a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And that soul is the reason why God sent his son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Another scripture. First, uh, sorry, Colossians chapter 1, verse 14, I think. Go to uh, 13, 12. Let's start from 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us to meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13, yeah. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The gospel is the emphasis on forgiveness of our sins. And the redemption of our sins through the blood of Jesus Christ who died for us. 
And that thing can never be taken out of the church. We can't change. That's why you see people who are in church and they don't respect the forgiveness of sin. So they are living in sin. And you think that eating the communion and drinking the uh, water, drinking uh, 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 communion wine and eating bread is what washes your sins away. No. It is a choice to live in righteousness acknowledging that Christ died once for you but when you are eating the blood and uh, we are eating the body and drinking the blood you are reminding yourself of what important thing he did and affirming it so when you are living in sin don't come and take the communion yeah yeah many people don't respect the gospel is the preaching of Christ. It is the preaching of sin and the preaching of salvation. And the church must talk about it. If you go to a church and you don't hear these things, that's why people don't change. You'll be surprised how some, some Christians don't know Christ. And they fight people who believe in Christ and who believe in the forgiveness of sins, who say you must be born again. Marvel not that I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Marvel not. Don't be surprised. Because to some people, it is too much to comprehend. But are we not children of God? What have we done wrong that we now have to confess our sins and become born again? No. It's a deception. When you are not ready to change, you hide under the cloak of, 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 of not submitting to real things. Yeah. 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 We have to understand what it is and where we are and what we have, we are to do. This physical life that we have, it is, it, 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 it is just for a moment. We cannot live in this physical body forever and for long. No. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't. It will end. But it does, our life does not come to an end. After this physical body comes to a, 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 a halt. After you are tired. And, look, growing old. Sometimes when you grow old, I'm telling you that you, your prayer topic will be that, Lord, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. You sit in the church. You should see and hear well. Some people don't see what the church is doing. And they don't hear what the church is saying. It's not dressing and coming. <laughs> That's why sometimes some people sit in the church and they, some, some of the things that people criticize, you see, you see how lost they are. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them which are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should shine on them. Lest there is a certain light that comes when you when the church preaches the gospel, because the preaching of the gospel brings light into our lives. Many of us, there is a lot of darkness. You see the presence of evil things, demonic manifestations, I mean curses, premature deaths, broken marriages, distorted homes, I mean all kinds of dysfunctional things, sicknesses, uh, poverty, quarrels, all these things. Eh? It is the power of the blood, the redemption 
the power of the blood that takes us out of that thing. Yeah, because sin has entered into the world and it means that distraction, sin is distraction, transgression of the law. What God has instituted is not what man is experiencing. That's why sickness, the Bible says sickness and diseases, they don't come from God. Yeah, they don't come from God. Yeah. Understand it as a Christian. Some of you, 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 you see, when some, you see people when you are telling them to go to church, it's like, what am I going to do? And that person, when, when the person even sits down and looks at their life, they will complain. And eh, my family, nobody has money when you need help. You see, there are some families here. Eh? If you want to educate yourself, you have a dream, and you want money or something from somebody to help you, I'm telling you, you won't get it. If you die, they will look for money to bury you. Yeah. If you die, the people don't have money. They will, they will prepare food for visitors. They will buy drinks for visitors. They will buy water for visitors. If you are hungry and you go to any of your uncles, they will insult you. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, this is the work of the gospel. The gospel makes us humane. People with feelings. The Bible says, and Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitude, for they had no shepherd. Some of you, you need a different covering over your life to lead you out of the shadows of, of, of death. For though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yeah. Yeah. There is a certain power that has been made available to us. When we understand it, you see, you sometimes you change without, you see, the change that comes from the power of God, it is without our effort. It is only by faith. Is that when you believe, you see that, look, me, me to my family, I'm telling you, we have premature deaths, we have sicknesses that are in the family, but by the grace of God, my father's bloodline and all my siblings, God has taken us from all those things. We are different to the glory of God. Yeah. 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 That's the power of the gospel. It brings you. Christ, Jesus Christ said in Galatians 3.13, the Bible says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law because sin brought curse. Yeah. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. That's the gospel. He became a curse for us. Why did he become a curse? Because he died on the cross like a thief. He was not a thief. It was thieves who were hung on the cross. To shame them. They stripped them naked and nailed them to the cross to shame them. And put them up in the public. And lead them to bleed to die. Yeah. So he became a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. The cross is what they are talking about. Yeah. 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 Why? Why? That the blessing of Abraham. The reason was, the gospel leads you to a relationship with God. Do you understand? And the promise that God made to Abraham, he has brought all of us even though we are not children of Abraham by blood, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, this is the gospel. He said, I will bring, and he said, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we 
might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. The promise of God's power, God's manifestation, just through believing. Just believing. You see, that's why when you believe it, it is a very powerful thing. Yeah, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah. Ask yourself, have you changed? Sometimes, you see, your family, the only thing that has to happen is you have to change. When you change, everything will change. You see, you see that some of you, you are in the, you are in the family. They, they don't want you to grow. They don't want you to marry the right person. Some of you, if you meet somebody who is wrong and you want to marry, they will allow you to marry. Sometimes they even force you to marry somebody you know you shouldn't marry. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Charlie, go, 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 go. You are growing. Go. They are pushing you out like some chicken that is going to be exhibited in some, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, uh, freezer in some shop. This is the gospel. The preaching of Christ and him crucified. Understand it. You see, when some of you, when your sins are forgiven, you don't even know what it means. You get up, you see somebody who has come to church who says, I want to be a child of God and comes to confess the Lord and then you go back and then you come under the same temptations and you fall. You are having sex. You are walking in lies. You are walking in unforgiveness. You are doing the things that you are not supposed to do without any blinking of your eye. Your conscience has no, there's no reasoning. You think Christ died in vain. He didn't die in vain. For them who believe, the glorious gospel just shines on them and gives them light. It's just a matter of time. Let the world not believe. Because the Bible clearly says it. It says, narrow is the way to make it to heaven. eh? I'm telling you. You see, when you want to travel to America, what you have to do before you appear at the embassy. Some people, even their forms alone, they will not fail it. It's over. Yeah. When you get the forms, you see what, uh, what? You'll be having with the go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too many things. But you see, when somebody is determined to go, hey, they will feel everything. And, and what they don't know, they will let somebody help them to do. Yeah. What they cannot load, upload, they will let somebody do it for them. But when it comes to heaven, the place of God. When you have been told what you have to do, you are dismissing it. You are dismissing it. Sometimes you can apply. Everything is correct. The only thing they will say is that you are not married. You don't have any social ties. So when you go, you won't come back. I mean, why? (laughs) Why? And sometimes they also say you don't have travel experience. You have never traveled before. So, so, so it's like, if you don't let me travel, how will I get? <laughs> so, so let's go to Senegal. Let's go to Guinea-Bissau. Let's go to Mali. Let's go to Ghana. Stamp your passport with a lot of exit, uh, entry and exit. Yeah. 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 Let God help us. There is a great blessing when the church follows Christ. You see, we have to change. We shouldn't remain the way we are. 
No. Me, I, I, I assess myself in so many ways. I assess myself in so many ways. Even the understanding. Understanding. And you measure yourself by the word of God. Because that's the greatest standard. Because the word of God is a mirror. Whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty. You see? When you look in the mirror, sisters. Eh? What do you do to your face? Eh? <laughs> you know. You know. Eh? Yeah. I mean, me, when I dress, I don't need a mirror. All I When I, I have cream in my hand, I just put it on my face. I take a brush. I brush it. I go. Eh? Ah. Well, what did I need a mirror for? Eh? This face, what do I need, what do I have to adjust? Eh? Oh. But some people cannot help it. Some people even listen, some people they have a chair in front of the mirror. So we are not just look. We are sitting down. We are taking our time. Hey, to work on it. They have sometimes they have a mirror that also shows them their back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They want everything to be intact. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, when you are doing that to your body, remember that you have a soul, you have a spirit. What do you suggest them to? Do you sit down and look at your soul? Sometimes you are bitter. You see, when you wake up, you have some pimple. You don't like it. You have to find something to, a way be to, hey! One day I visited a certain sister. I will never forget in the evening. You see, I've been seeing her in church, very nice, her face smooth. But the day I went, she, had, she was about to sleep. So she had washed her face. <laughs> so when I knocked at the door, I said, Who is it? It's Rev. Hey. So she opened. When I saw her, you see, it was, it was not intentional, it was reflex. The first thing I said is, Hey, is that you? <laughs> listen then then, you see I said it without thinking and she wasn't offended I said it's good that you do makeup yeah because the face that I saw I tell you the lips that I saw the face I'm telling you it was a completely different human being yeah yeah so this one if you marry her you see, when you, what you are seeing, what, what, what you are seeing, you have to visit her at home with that makeup and make sure that you like that one first. Yeah. Before you become surprised. Yeah. 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 You see, I'm saying this to end. Listen. We need to have something that reflects who we are. For you to look at what you have to correct. Yeah. You see, women know how to enhance themselves. Do you know why? 
because they see limitations in their body. That's why women like hair extension, eye, uh, what's it called? They paint their lips, eh? fingers, nails. Eh? We, if, if we even chew our nails, we don't care. We are not here to impress anybody. Eh? Women like enhancers. So women look beautiful. That's why when we see them, we look at them. Wow. 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 If you're a brother, you don't see beautiful men. I don't know who you are. <laughs> you have a problem. <laughs> it's a prayer topic, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And it is because, you see, they reflect on themselves. And they work on themselves. That's how everybody is supposed to be spiritually, emotionally. The word of God is a mirror. When you take it, it will show you who you are. That's why me, I've corrected, I correct many things. Sometimes when somebody tells me I'm proud, I don't argue. Maybe I've done something, you've seen something. I accept it. I change it. Because I don't want to be called proud. Yeah. Because pride, when you have it, you won't see it. It's somebody who will see it. So be, be grateful that somebody sees it and talks about it. Yeah. Now some people, when you tell them, you are, you are stubborn. Me stubborn. Me, me that you talk to me that, listen, me I'm stubborn. <laughs> yeah. I'm not stubborn. But what you have told them, they won't do it. You don't accept it. Some of you, you are not serious with God. Yeah. When I became a Christian, one of my prayers, my prayers, we used to pray every Monday with my friends. We say, Lord, help us to be faithful. So do you know how God blessed us? We were always in church. As if we don't have anything. I have a friend who's auntie used to say that your friend who picks you every day he doesn't have any work to do yeah yeah one day she was calling us to pray for his children in canada yeah 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 Yeah. reflect on who you are and allow god to work on you lift up your hands stand to your feet everybody Thank you, Jesus. Help us. Hey. Lift your voice. Speak to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ask God to help you. I want to be a child who has changed who experiences the presence of God and can testify of a great change. Thank you. Don't be comfortable. Thank you. Just calling yourself a Christian. But then the very things that should reflect your faith are the very things you also don't do. Ask the Holy Spirit who is our helper Call him to help you. 
us to have faith. Yes. Help we need to walk in faith. Help us to walk We need faith. to embrace the gospel. Help us to embrace the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make a, a commitment to please God by changing your nature of sin, disobedience, stubbornness. Pray about it. For some of you, when you begin to walk in a certain level of truth, that's when you also begin to experience a certain level of grace. Lift your hands and thank him wherever thank you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yes, you, Lord. Father, thank we thank you for this morning. We bless you. We give you glory. Help us, oh God. Touch our lives, oh God. Oh, yes, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yes. 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 Help us. Help us, Lord. Oh, yes. Lift your voice, somebody. Talk to him. Look at your life. Ask God to help you see your state and to give you the strength to deal with the things that have to change. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. Everyone standing. If you are. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Appointment Church in the Gambia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly blessed.